welcome to the Clear Impact Podcast, brought to you by PGTI University. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Sherry Connor, and I am your host. Our job is to make Windows sexy right. and desirable and build that brand value with these owner developers so that they want our products in there to, uh, to drive up the value of their properties. In our final episode in our Roadshow series, we had an amazing conversation with Jack Redden, our commercial market development specialist. Jack took time between sessions that he taught for our team while in Dania Beach. Jack shared a little bit about his role in working with architects and also shared about his big win at a recent poker tournament in Vegas. We're just going to record. So we are in Dania Beach. This is day four of training for our team. And we have a special guest. The professor is what I've heard you described. So we are sitting with Jack Redden. Hello, hello. Thank you, Jack, for jumping in and being part of our training today. Oh, my pleasure, Sherry. Thank you. Are we making an ASMR video? I don't know if you're familiar with those, but it's... We are not. We're not. Okay. <laughs> no, this is just an audio file for our podcast audience. And so I just met you today. I don't know anything about you. Tell me a little bit about you. Uh, well, I'm proud father of four daughters. Okay. Uh, so I'll start with the personal stuff, the good stuff. I live locally in Orlando. I've been a Floridian for about 13 years now. Originally a, an upstate New York. Still consider myself a New Yorker at heart. I okay. support all the New York teams, but I'm, I'm progressing slowly towards uh, being a Floridian. Okay. But yeah, I love my, love my family, love my job. I can honestly say I get up every morning enthusiastic about what I do for the company. And um, yeah, as far as uh, my actual role with the company. Yeah, I was just about to get to that. What is that? <laughs> My current job title, which hopefully we'll keep for a while, is a commercial market development specialist. Okay. Which is just a fancy way of um, kind of documenting the migration I, I've had with this with PGT. I've been with PGT since uh, January of 2016. I started out primarily calling on just architects in an architectural development role, and um, had some conversations with my boss at the time about basically expanding that um, that range of audience types that I that I interact with. Ultimately, with the goal of of trying to close um, more projects because I, I found that I was getting us specified on a pretty consistent basis, but we were we were losing a lot of projects uh, through the value engine process. So I was able to get approval to kind of expand my role and change my job title from just an architectural focus. So a commercial market development specialist that kind of encapsulates uh, basically any project influencer. So that could be certainly an architect or a structural engineer on the design side. Mm-hmm. On the construction side, that more often than not in the commercial world would be uh, general contractors that I work with. And then um, what I like to say is uh, is the money portion. The owner developer, the ultimate client for both the GC and the architect is that owner developer. So I've uh, forged some relationships with with major developers all across the state over the past couple of years, which are paying some some dividends. Our, our close ratio is going up significantly as a result of having tethers into these different project influencers, uh, not just on the design side, but also on the construction side and on the owner developer side. Right. Because by the time they're putting it out for bid, that's kind of too late, right? Because it needs to be spec'd properly in the design part. Absolutely. So um, we, we do our diligence on the design side to make sure we're, we're recommending the, the best product for to meet their performance requirements, um, potentially budgetary requirements, and obviously aesthetic requirements. Kind of a running joke I have with the marketing team is we, we want to make Windows sexy because uh, right. I view our competition not only as other window companies out there, but actually other things like in luxury condos, it could be you know granite countertops or exotic wood floors or you know stainless steel sub-zero appliances, uh, $5,000 waterstone fixtures. So we're competing for design budget dollars against these interior options that um, are, are pretty sexy. So we our job is to make windows sexy right. and desirable and build that brand value with these owner developers so that they want our products in there to, uh, to drive up the value of their properties. Well, I've 
I've been in the iLab a lot because that's where my podcast studio normally lives, unless we're out on the road like we are this week. You're not going to tell Dean Rourke that I'm calling him Q, are you? I might. I, I, I didn't get author. I didn't get authorization for that, so I'm doing some James Bond references. <laughs> it's totally meant to be flattering because I love Dean and his creative genius is second to none in the fenestration industry so he, he is our resident Q at the island. I, th- I think I'll let you break that to him but I do really want to call him Q now <laughs> no Dean's awesome we did a podcast and it was it's actually one of our top listened to episodes oh he's a rock, he's a rock yeah star. he's yeah. amazing and I had no idea I could have such an interesting conversation with an engineer I just didn't know that that was a possible, a possible thing in it. That, that sounds like a loaded question. I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not taking the bait, Cherry. I'm not going to go down that road. Nice. So, um, so we just sat through a, an aluminum coatings class, which I knew just a tiny, tiny bit about, but I learned a lot today um, about the AMA standards and liquid versus powder. So that was really fascinating. So you basically are kind of an extension of the university without being part of the university team because you're hosting CEUs and using that as a way of building those relationships, right? Absolutely. I do consider myself to be an extension of the the PGTIU team out there in the field. My, my background was in psychology and education. Uh, you, you mentioned the professor title. I, li- I like that. I think that's going to stick with me. Professor Jack. I like that. I like okay. that. But, uh, I do love to uh, to present and, and educate. So in that regard, I, I share a very common philosophy, obviously, with uh, with, with you guys at the university. It, like I said, with with the aluminum coatings that we looked at there, there's, there's a lot of information. Sometimes it's hard to make... Uh, pain exciting <laughs> for an right. hour. But, um, yeah, I think it's some, there's some valuable nuggets of information that, that architects tend to, to take out of that. And ultimately it leads me to, to, to help them with their, their master specification and just to make sure their specifications are update because from a, from a liability standpoint, if they're putting specifications out there in the market that are 20, 30 years out of date, you know, nothing good is going to happen to that. They're going to get some uh, attorney um, that's going to mm-hmm. dissect those specs and, and possibly call them, call them to task on, on some of the some of the issues potentially that could happen down the road. So uh, it really is in their own best interest to have us do a professional uh, master spec review just to make sure all the, the standards and um, testing and everything that's referenced in those specs is accurate and up to 2021 um, standards. So And quickly approaching 2022 standards. Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so you're familiar with all the building codes and all of that. So is that a service that you offer personally to do a master plan review? Is that what you said? Master spec review? Yeah, master spec review. Um, every, every firm is different, but uh, most of them still have um, a, a master spec that they that they pull from, which again, tends to be um, sometimes out of date miserably. Uh, you mentioned the FBC. Yeah, we're about one year through. They, they redo that every three years. So we're looking at the Mm-hmm. Uh, the eighth edition coming up basically two years from January 1st. So we're about one third of the way through this current code cycle for the seventh edition. Just a little bit of a teaser. Um. Be sure to tune in for upcoming episodes to help you understand the fenestration industry, what you need to know when buying windows and doors and other related topics. You can find out more about us at pgtiuniversity.com. You can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. I've uh, been meeting with a lot of structural engineers over the past couple of weeks in Southeast Florida, and they did an analysis of the the tragedy at um, Surfside with the Champlain Tower collapse. Mm -hmm. And they have basically, this conglomerate group of professional engineers has put together a a list of recommendations that they submitted to the FBC for possibly looking at some significant changes that are going to be coming uh, as it relates to structural certification, um, not just down here in the HVHC area, but also statewide, possibly looking at putting something in the FBC 8th edition for 
uh, basically requirements for for structural recertification statewide. Wow, uh, it's going to some interesting changes potentially coming uh, in the next edition of that building code that you alluded to. Well, anything that we can do to prevent tragedies like that from happening in the future is worth doing. Uh, absolutely, actually, um, after this podcast and after our next CEO, I'm actually going to tour the um, the condo that's directly contiguous to the Champlain Tower. It's called Surfside Palms. I'm going to be mm-hmm. meeting the structural engineer, Karen's engineer, and we're going to be doing an initial assessment on that one with, with myself, Karen's engineer, and I've invited some of the sales team and uh, one of our local dealers here to give an installation perspective. So it should be um, a good opportunity to, to get out in front of that. That's great work. Oh, That's great work. Thank you. <laughs> um, any, any fun stories you want to share before we get back to it? I know I've put you on the spot with sure, this. Sure. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a fun story. It has nothing to do with Windows, though, if, if Perfect. that's okay. I like fun stories. All right. So this is, um, I mentioned I moved from New York in 2008 uh-huh. to, to Florida, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had five lifelong friends that I've had up there since grade school and don't really see them anymore. So this is probably May of this year. I'm sitting around half joking, half whining with my wife that, you know what? I have no friends. And she's like, she's like, you're right. You, she's like, you travel a lot. So you don't really go into an office where you can, I mean, she, you know, Bob Pettit's a friend, Sean's a friend. I have work friends, but I don't see them. I don't spend time with them in a, in a common area. Um, like I, I had a, a weekly poker game with my, my boys up in New York for 25 years. Okay. Um, which, which kind of sees the way. So long story short, I'll, I'll cut to the meat of it here. She, she bought me into the World Series of Poker for my birthday in October. Oh. And, and I have to give a shout out to, to PGTI University, Patrick and Jim Heiss, um, for allowing me to achieve that dream because my birthday happened to fall in the middle of the Florida Hot Topics, which was six presentations that I had committed to doing previously. Okay. So Jim Heiss, basically we got approval to have Jim Heiss do those six events for me that allowed me to fly out to Vegas to, to play in the World Series of Poker, which was a bucket list item of mine. And I'm happy to report that um, in the $5 million reunion event, out of 15,000 players, I came in the top 2% and cast for 2,600 bucks. Wow. And had the time of my life. And actually one of my buddies from from New York flew down and my brother flew down. So actually the three of us, three of the original five guys from, from New York played in the World Series of Poker. It was kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. So I have the best wife in the world. Aww. I can't believe she's like, she's like, you know what? I'm going to surprise you for your birthday. But she's like, I know that you have some Florida hot topics. So just see if you can get those covered before I buy the tickets. Wow. <laughs> I bet Jim Heiss is going to want in on, on a cut of that since he uh, covered he, for you. He, he was 10%. So yeah, he, yeah. We, we, we already squared up. So he, he, he got his money. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, that's awesome. Well, it's been a great conversation, Jack. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes. And I know you're hustling today and um, just appreciate everything that you're doing for our team, for the company, and mainly for our customers. Thank you very much, Sherry. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate the invite for the podcast. Awesome. Thanks. Have Have a great day. You too. Bye. PGTI University is the customer education team for an entire family of brands. We began with the original Easy Breeze porch and closure line, then became PGT, America's leading brand of impact-resistant windows and doors. We then added CGI, CGIC, Windor, Western Windows, New South Windows, and Echo Windows and Doors. We create products built to withstand major storms, keeping people safe, secure, and prepared. Our exceptional brands give you the protection you need without compromising design or functionality. PGTI University is here to educate you, our listener, so that you can be a more informed consumer of window and door products.